believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan, and that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven, so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God will do today. Welcome! It is Friday, January 26th, and we're here on Word and Worship. We're going to be talking about the rest of Jesus in the book of John. We're going to be going over John 18, and I'm uh, happy to have Gus uh, here teaching with us tonight. How are you doing today tonight, Gus? Doing good, Rick. How about you? Doing awesome. Appreciate you being here. Oh, looks like I got. The, I forgot I have this this view up, so let me get to get up a little bit here. So um, we are going to be going over John 18, and I did want to make one quick announcement first, and I was just going to show you guys this, and that is, uh, we'll be going over this this verse here, but I wanted to show you that we have a brand new app up. If you use that QR code there or do the link below in the video, it'll bring you right to this page where you can download both the Neighborhood Social app, and the, but the new one is the B2T Ministries app, which literally gives at your fingertips everything we offer, all 2025 things you'll be able to have uh, access to a lot easier than it is to go into YouTube and go into Facebook and go into TikTok and go into <laughs> the the neighborhood plus the Kajabi platform. Plus, so this just puts everything in one place. You're gonna love this uh, if you really want to see everything this ministry offers. Make sure you use that QR code, which take your phone picture and just picture on that QR code right there, or uh, just do the link down below in the video to download our brand new app that we just went live with. It's quite exciting. 
Um, hey, with that, uh, Gus, would you mind lifting us up in uh, some prayer? Sure. Father God, we come to you tonight <clears throat> humbly. Thank you, your spirit, Lord, ready to receive your spirit. Lord, I pray that you touch myself and Rick and that you flow through us, Lord. Get us out of the way. Get our flesh completely out of the way as we submit to you, Lord. And let your spirit hopefully flow through us. Bring revelation to your word. To the listeners out there, I pray you touch each and every person within the sound of my voice and those that are going to sign on here in a few minutes, Lord. That everybody here would receive some fresh bread from above, Lord. Fresh out of the oven. Lord, we ask and pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Now, I can hear that fine. I know everybody backstage could hear it. I have some new sound settings, though. So for those of you on Rumble, could you please go to the chat and confirm that you can hear Gus? <laughs> right? So we've had some issues where um, if I don't have my headphones on and I'm trying to uh, get to the better music for a high quality um, these brand new settings I have right now, so I need somebody to confirm on, on Rumble if you want to go into live. I know there's 89 people on. Would one of you please uh, confirm that you can hear Gus right when he prayed there? Uh, that would that would be awesome. So I'm going to stay on these settings until somebody says I can't hear Gus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm hoping that's the case. So uh, we're looking good. Shalom, everybody. He says uh, uh, I see. Uh, yes, you're awesome, Monica. Monica Kaufman, uh, partner, thank you so much of the ministry. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you uh, confirming that you can hear Gus. So this is this is my dream. So now I can move around in my studio. I can praise. Um, I don't have to have my headphones on, which was kind of making the music not high quality in certain areas. And um, you guys can hear the the guests backstage. So this is a beautiful thing. Um, so I could hear Gus. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and you're not backstage, right? You are you are in Rumble. So that's that's beautiful. All right. So we are gonna start digging in right now because there's a lot to cover. This is a big long chapter. I'm sure we probably only get through half of it or so, but we'll we'll do the best we can um, to yeah. to really d dig into this the scripture. Um, I don't know what. Maybe we will play a, at least one song first. And we we played through um, Hosanna last night, and there's a there's a kind of a cute song we'll start with, which is uh, Noah built a boat. It's a it's a song that is by Curtis Grimes, who uh, we we were just such a privilege to have him on. I'm just adjusting some music as I'm as I'm talking to you. But but talk a little bit about Curtis Grimes, Gus. Give him a background okay. on who he is and. What, what, what? We got to get this back on again, but he's uh, a country artist that uh, Nashville offered him all the thrills of Nashville and everything. He turned it down. Yeah. He wanted to write his own songs, his own music, and sing for to, to worship and praise the Lord. So that's what he does. And he knew that if he signed on to those contracts, that they hold you back, that you can only sing what they want to sing in that. So kudos to him for standing up for the kingdom of God. Yeah, so he's up. He was up at the top eight on the Voice before, and he's been doing all these contracts, and um, it was really mm -hmm. awesome to see him. And he actually gave us the rights to do a video on one of the cutest songs that we thought just honored God so much, called "Noah Built a Boat." <laughs> and so, you want to you want to alternate doing this, Gus? Sure. Go ahead. I'll, uh, what do you want to do? Want to do the white? You do the blue? Sure. <laughs> Noah built a boat, sitting in the sand, told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never going to float. 
Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it with inside and out with a pitch. Genesis 6-4. He obeyed after 120 years, right? <laughs> Second line is, so let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. For nothing will be impossible with God. Luke 1, 37. The third verse here is going to be, When God opens the door, he will lead you through. Right, it says, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. Revelation 3, 8. And the fourth line here we're going to highlight is, So take every chance you get, and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if you do not give up. So here's a encouraging song about not giving up, just like Noah did not give up. He kept moving forward, despite everybody laughing at him. And we'll build a boat. Right. When no one built a boat. 
All right. <laughs> so now we're going to get into uh, this beautiful scripture, which is John chapter 18, the betrayal and arrest of Jesus. And so, Gus, you want to get read this first part? Sure. Well, I got to tell you, Rick, uh, a lot of times I'll just wait till I get here and read it so the Holy Spirit can just kind of give it to me on the fly, you know, whatever comes. And then sometimes I like to study beforehand and then let the Holy Spirit give it to me and pull up those scriptures to like like you do a lot, you know, and have them ready. Mm-hmm. I start out with this and I just got a few lines into it. I had so much exploding in my mind. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, but okay. Where are we going to read down to? Is there a break? Yeah, this is a whole storyline, so you could go all the way, uh, but I'd just go about halfway here or so. We can analyze it. Maybe maybe go to the first five verses or so. Yeah. So this is chapter 18 of John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with the disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he disciples entered we could stop right there and talk about that because you know you see these certain words kidron and i'm going to paraphrase and not even look at the notes that i was looking at but kidron is it means dark and murky valley mm-hmm. uh, in second samuel uh i think it's let me see i will check my notes on this because it's second samuel there's well, a parallel right here with David, 13 through 30, and I won't read the whole thing, but basically King David is fleeing from his Absalom. third son. Mm-hmm. He's taking over, his, trying to take over his crown and pull a coup. And they're, him and his followers are going barefoot through this same spot that Jesus is walking through, this Kidron Valley that means dark, murky, also named for the cedars that grew there in the valley. Um <clears throat> And the location here in the Bible is always associated with sorrow, judgment, and death. So I found that interesting in the parallel with David because David, Jesus is called the son of David. Now his father wasn't named David, it was Joseph, but when they refer to son of, it's like it's in the lineage because Jesus is from the lineage of King David. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, when you see Dark Valley, what do you think of? The Holy Spirit put... It dropped Psalm 23 in my spirit. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Now this is Jesus walking through. We know where he's headed. He's headed to sacrifice himself for us. Right. So interesting. In the garden that's mentioned here is the Garden of Gethsemane. And Gethsemane means the press, olive press, garden. We stood right there, Rick, if you recall. It's between Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives, the valley, and right across from, remember, from the temple right. to the garden. We stood right there and the looked valley. at this, yeah. this valley. And it's known, the garden is known for its olive tree. Mm-hmm. It's believed it was an olive press there. And I thought, well, Jesus is like the big olive that's being crushed and pressed for us, and out comes the olive oil, you mm-hmm. know? Because that's why he's doing this, is to bring the Holy Spirit to us. It's a... It's a metaphor. Olive, olive oil is a metaphor for the Holy Spirit, right? So it's like it's all kinds of symbology in here that, that just explodes when you when you look at this stuff. Right. It's interesting. But, so it could have been the, the it talks about a garden, which was likely Gethsemane, 
Um, but where they were meeting most of the time was the Mount of Olives, just was right above that, right? Um, would be, uh, and so the, the Kidron, it's interesting when I looked at Kidron on Google Maps, it was like two hours away from Jerusalem. So I'm sure it's not talking about that Kidron. That was probably named after this, but you'll see a lot where it says, and when they had sung a hymn, they, they went out to the Mount of Olives, right? You'll see that in almost every night that he would teach, he would come back and he'd meet him at the Mount of Olives. So. Um, there's a little disagreement on where this exactly was, but we know it was very close to the temple, right? Both of them are right there, the Mount of Olives, and the Gethsemane is in the valley, right? So probably in the valley in the Gethsemane, I imagine, is where this happened. Also, the the Mount of Olives, you remember what was there was all the tombs, right? Mm, yeah. People were buried, and you think of like... Uh, some scripture refers to in one sense like he is the brand he is the vine and we are the branches right. and the fruit on our own, the love the the peace the patience the all hey Gus, i don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's just me but if you might get a little closer to your microphone it's a little soft oh, over here how about that <laughs> there you go that that uh, that's why it was softer than normal okay i turned down the music but go ahead yeah, yeah so uh in one sense, you can think of Jesus as the vine and we are the branch, right? And so the fruit on our vine is his fruit because the Holy Spirit gives us the love, the peace, the joy, the long, you know, all the fruits of the Spirit. Or you can think of God and Jesus and like we are, he's the husbandman of this earth and we are the fruit that he's bringing forth, the humans. So you got the, the Mount of Olives, and that's where he's supposed to return and stand on the Mount of Olives, right, when he comes back. So It's going to split. Of... <laughs> yeah. That's gonna so anyway, be, that's we, we better get... A lot, lot there, but this happened in a very significant place, right? <laughs> yeah. So, we're so here. now Judas, want me to continue reading? Or sure, you... go ahead. Now Judas who betrayed him also knew the place for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and Pharisees went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to him, whom seek ye? Let's, can we stop right there a second? Cause it's yeah, like, sure. I'm going to uh, turn off the cross-references here so it's easier for everybody to see. Go ahead. Um, Judas, of course, is the one who betrayed him. Uh, just right there, when Jesus says, Whom seek you? Uh, Spirit took me back to the garden mm -hmm. when Adam and Eve had sinned. And he said, Adam, where are you? Do you think Jesus didn't know where he was? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows what they want. He, you know, he knows they're going to say him, but it just, it's like he, he asked the question, so they have to answer. It was a different, a different garden, right? It was the Garden of Eden versus right. Garden. Yeah. You see that yeah, in other parts not. of Scripture, too. Like in John 20, we're going to get to when he's, when, um, and it's interesting because they were seeking him for bad purposes, right? But here you see, after Jesus resurrected, we'll see Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Right, but this is, uh, this is actually um, seeking. So you can seek Jesus in a, in a good way or you can seek him the way those guys with clubs are, right? In, in, in a very, very adversarial way. I would suggest seeking him in the good way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
But a lot of people no. will read the Bible to try to prove it wrong, right? Versus trying to figure out what the God of the Bible is really trying to teach us, right? So what, what heart are you going into learning, right? Amen. Because the Spirit is granted to those who believe. When you believe, that's saved, and you start delving into the Scripture and feeding on it, and get revelation after it. He starts talking to you through this Word. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's anyway, interesting also that, that Jesus knowing all that would happen to him, right? right. Uh, it's just like you have the even though he's here in flesh. And he's a uh, you know 100% human, 100% God here in flesh. Um, I imagine he he knows because he's seeking and talking to the Father constantly, right? But he you'll see that in other parts of Scripture too. In John 13 earlier um, says, "Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, so he knew." when his hour was not one time he hid himself he literally hid himself they're gonna they, when he said before abraham i am in john 5 8 right um they picked up stones in the temple to to, to kill him and he hid mm -hmm. himself it says he hid himself and went out of the temple right and here he is he knew the hour had come and then we hear we see right here um then jesus knowing that would happen to him he knew he knew that he was going to go to the cross he knew he was going to go everything was going to happen it's like God the Father was his travel agent. His itinerary made all out for him. Remember when he yeah. was on the road and he says, all of a sudden he says, I must needs go through Samaria. I'm like, what does that mean? He knew he had to go see the woman at the well. So yeah. all he's following, he says, I, I do, I speak those things. I hear my father speak and I do those things. I see my father do. So he's following the spirit all the way through this. And he knows He's got to fulfill those 365 plus scriptures that are in the Old Testament because that's what proves God to be God. Future yeah. proves past. Amos 3, 7, Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he speak it first through his servants, the prophets. So he delivered this word, all these little nuggets in the Old Testament. When you come to God and you believe in him, you receive the Holy Spirit and start getting into his word. It's when you find all these things and he proves himself again and again and again. Yes, but, uh, so it's part of part of my whole reliability of the Bible teaching, um, the T A P, the P's prophecy, right? All these prophecies mm -hmm. that came true, and there's it's an undeniable. A lot of the Jewish people will take certain little pieces out and say, "Well, he didn't fulfill this. He didn't fulfill this." When there's hundreds of the all fulfilled, right? And those small ones he's talking about are, are you you could you look in the context, and he did fulfill them. And so, um, for instance, one one I heard a Jewish argument just the other day on core.com why don't Jews believe that he was a and it said it said well J Jesus said that he was going to bring peace into the world and here it says that the mother and father were going to be separated right here I'm going to separate them the mother from the, you know it talks about the separation when it's those who believe and those who don't believe right but he brought massive peace to yeah. earth right <laughs> slavery was in areas that got eliminated right so much peace came to it so you can't take those little tiny things and try to when there's so like you said over 300 prophecies of jesus coming saying uh, that uh, fulfilling the prophecy that he is the messiah beautiful teaching yeah it's a matter of time too because sure when when uh, even in a family one becomes born again the other one's questioning they think you're nuts you love your rocker and everything he turns mother against daughter father against son that's what that's talking about but through the process everyone gets saved 
that he calls and then they you know in the end it's peace we all yeah. come to peace so yeah, all right so then jesus knowing all things and remember this is god putting a flesh coat on like stepping into flesh like us but he came into this world the same way that we did through a mother's womb because the the first birth is the natural birth through the breaking of the water of our mother's womb born of the water and then you got to be born again anathon like Nicky told Nicodemus. So, uh, anyway, let's read on because we'll get through much here. Then Jesus, knowing all, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, and he's what? Omnipresent. Omnipresent. <laughs> you're all powerful. He's all knowing. You get anything because he knows everything. Mm -hmm. And he's omnipresent. He's in all places at all times. So, yes, God the Father can be in the man Jesus. And everywhere else at the same time yeah. <laughs> you know and if he's here and he's there he can talk to himself you know what I mean so anyway and Jesus knowing all what happened to him came forward and said to them whom seek you whom do you seek they answered him Jesus of Nazareth Jesus said to them I am he Judas who betrayed him was standing with them when Jesus said I am he they drew back and fell to the ground. I want to stop right there for a minute because this is kind of powerful. Now in my Bible, I got the King James, the he there, the I am he is in italics, I think they call it, the little crooked letters, because it wasn't in the original, but it's put in there, it's inserted, so it flows in our everyday common language today. Basically what he said was, I am. I am, yeah. <laughs> And we've talked about this before, and I encourage everybody that reads the book of John, take note of how many times Jesus makes I am statements, and it, it refers back to Exodus. 3.14, yeah. 3.14, where, where Jesus, or, well, Jesus came to Moses in the burning bush. The word of God was speaking through the burning bush. Mm -hmm. He said, who do I tell these jokers who I am? You know, when I tell them their father, God of their fathers sent me, who do I say, what's your name? He says, I am that I am. And you already mentioned the, the favorite that we have of the book of John is, was it 838 or 858? 858 and 59, yeah. Where he's talking with the Sadducees and Pharisees, and he says, you're of your father, the devil. No, we're of our father, Abraham. And then he says famously, before Abraham was, I am. Yes. He didn't say he was. He didn't say I was before Abraham. He said I am because he was I am then. He's I am now. And he's I am in the future. He's I am all the time. He's always is. You know, so I am who pretty, I am. And then that's that's the very passage that you're talking about where they picked up the stones and, and Jesus hid himself and went out the temple. Yeah. Exciting. Now when he said I am this is powerful too because the Holy Spirit I said why is that little story in there where he said I am and they all thrust and fell backwards yeah he didn't take his life they didn't take his life he gave his life mm -hmm. and scriptures unless you have some for that where Jesus said that I don't give uh, they don't take my life but I give it yeah I've got uh, some some that kind of alluded to that like here he says do you think I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels so it's like <laughs> he knew he could uh, he could throw this really easily right 
Um, and do you know how many is in a legion? Was that thousand? Minimum of six thousand. Wow. A minimum of seventy-two thousand angels that he could call at any time. So I think what he's showing them here is his "I am," and they thrust backwards. That's the spirit of God just throwing them backwards. He's yeah. showing them that, hey, I got the power and authority here. Because when he says it the second time, they don't thrust backwards. So yeah, he, so, he so, so I am, and they fell back to the ground. Just reminds me what uh, what happened to John um, in Revelation, right? In one seventeen, he says. When I saw him, he saw Jesus, and he says, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Right? So uh, so John fell backwards. These guys fell backwards. So when he said, I am, and he's in his power, he has to kind of, you know, kind of hide himself again to where the humans can be around him, right? <laughs> That's right. And this when i read this today it's strange oh, i'll have to get that word that i wrote down i don't know where i put it maybe it's right here because i was listening to god and uh this was yesterday and what i heard i perceive it to be him he said i am is my name and i am is forever the beginning and the end i change not my word is my plumb line all else is vain imagination. I am life. I am light. I am love. And then it stopped there. And that was yesterday. And then today I get into this. And I said, oh, that's why you dropped that in my spirit yesterday, the I am. That's awesome. So I found that fascinating. But when I read this scripture where they fell backwards, now, you know, I just got back from the gathering down there in Florida. And I'm so blessed to be able to be privy to go to these events and see these things happening where folks in, in what is it, Mark uh, 16, 17, and 18, it, it talks about how these signs will follow those that believe, will cast out devils, will speak with new tongues, will take up serpents and drink any deadly thing and won't hurt us, will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I mean, all these things are supposed to follow us. And that's what we're missing in a lot of these churches. They don't have the power there. But I'm telling you, I encourage everybody to try to get to one of these reawakened tours or the gathering or whatever. It's Timothy Dixon's event. And when Amanda and others, uh, Benny Johnson, when they walk through the crowd, laid hands on people, it's evident before your eyes that they're just, you know, when the Spirit of God touches, when you come humbly, you're like a little child. You don't care what you look like, but it, you might jump all over you may fall over dead kind of dead you know it's amazing but at the end of the night as Amanda was almost walking off the stage or she was not walking off the stage she was walking up to the stage rounding in and there's a man standing there and I forget what she said but I was walking right with her and she went to pray for him went like this she was probably a foot she never touched him but this guy, I tell you, Rick, his, I think his feet went over his head. He was thrust backwards by the wow. Spirit of God and fell into a bunch of chairs. You would have thought he bruised, broke his back, maimed <laughs> himself. But he's, and he's laughing and cutting up and he gets on his feet and he's like drunk you know, with his spirit and he wasn't harmed at all. It was, it was just amazing. So I thought I'd share that because that's exactly where my mind went. That same spirit that's in Jesus right here is what he gave us when he went through what he's about to go through. It's amazing. Yes. We, we, 
need to seek these things. But anyway, that's a great I am that rescues us. And I and I want to take a break and get into some a couple songs now to kind of uh, worship to just what we just talked about the great I am. Um, all of them drawing back, right? And uh, that, that that's a good lead into this next song, which is no longer slaves. And uh, it's the first lyric that we attach scripture to is, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. And let's see, we've got Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Yes, it says, I am surrounded by songs of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. Psalm 32 verse 7 says, You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. The third verse is, You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. That's Exodus chapter 14, 21 and 22. And that fourth lyric in the songs that we attach scripture to is, uh, From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. And when he speaks, he's no respecter of person. When he talks to one, he's talking to all of us, folks. He says, For you were formed. You formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Hmm. Psalm um, 139.13. And the very next verses talks about, I praise you for you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are no longer slaves. Let's worship. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemy. love, but perfect love drives out fear.
who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John 1.12 who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now we're gonna do a classic. You wanna start this one, Gus? You're muted, buddy. 
Mm-hmm. First line we got here says, How great thou art, sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. Oh, because though through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives lies, life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Romans 8, 2. Uh, second verse we want to highlight is, O Lord, my God, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. I made the earth and created man on it. It was my hands that stretched out the heavens. Out of Isaiah 45 and Psalm 33. Amen. Third line we want to highlight is that God, his son, sent him to die. He bled and died to take away my sin. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities and the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he, accom- he accompanied in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 3, 10 and 11. Amen. That's why we speak to the spirits. Realms, know who's boss, right? Yeah. And number four, on the cross, my burden gladly bears. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will fill the rest of your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. To Matthew eleven twenty-eight through thirty. Worship to this classic. A great dollar.
look upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Stay awake, you do not know what day or Lord is coming. Get ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. How great is our Lord. Woo! Mm -hmm. I don't know why I feel compelled to say that a yoke, for folks that don't realize what it is, it's what you put on an ox, that wooden piece of wood, and to steer them, to direct them and guide them. And he says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So... He works on us each on an individual level at a pace that we can withstand as he takes us from glory to glory and works out these, these things. And we just work together and help each other. I had a couple of those scriptures we cited earlier. John 10, 17 and 18, talking about Jesus. He says, therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment I received from my Father. And then the one you referred to is Matthew 26, 53, about the, uh, after Peter lopped off Malchus's ear, he's like, hey, don't do that. He puts his ear back on his head, and he says, don't you know I can call down 12 legions of angels, <laughs> you know, if I want to, but. Yeah. yeah. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me but I lay it down of my own accord I have authority to lay it down I have authority to take it up again the charge I have received from my father mm -hmm. beautiful mm -hmm. so we continue Amen. here I think we're in verse 7 so we asked them again whom do you speak and they said Jesus of Nazareth Jesus answered I told you that I am he so if you seek me let these men go this was to fulfill the word that he had spoken of those whom you gave me I have not lost one I mean, that's a good place to stop right there to talk about that anything yes, about that uh, yeah about uh, let's on seventeen twelve. Uh, Jesus speaking says while I was with them in the world I kept them in the in your name those that you gave me I have kept and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled and that scripture was in psalms 109 8 in the old testament let his days be few and let another take his office and if you read that psalm it says a lot more about uh prophesying of judas iscariot and then acts 120 before the day of pentecost of course just before he says for it is written in the book of psalms let his habitation be desolate and let him no, this was probably after the day of Pentecost. Let no man dwell therein and let his position let another take. So they're talking about Judas Iscariot again. Yeah. And so the the this all comes back down to the Old Testament to uh, 
speaking directly to exactly what's happening here in this story, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the fulfillment of the prophecy that he's fulfilling right here, and he's not going to lose anybody. Um, and that's your insurance of salvation we talk about as well. And the Simon, then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Anything there, Gus? Amen. Well, I was going to drop back to and say where Jesus had said, I've lost none of them that you have given me. Uh, he's of course, talking about the Father giving it to him. And John 6, 44 says, No man comes to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. Mm -hmm. And I will up on the last day. So basically, folks, at some point in your life, uh, you're going to think it's your thoughts in your mind. But it's, if you come to this word, the Spirit of God has drawn you to the word of God. So no man comes to the word, the Son, from the word from the beginning, the word of God unless the Spirit, the Father, leads you to it. So I'd share that. Uh, and regarding Malchus, uh, Peter, of course, he had a lot of, uh, he was just one of us, you know. <laughs> he, he thinks they're still fighting this battle in this realm, you know. And so he's whacking the guy's ear off, you know. And of course, I don't know if I said it here, but in the other Others said Jesus put his ear back on his head. Imagine if you're Malchus. Yeah. <laughs> and you go back on. It's like, holy, wow, wow. That's, but uh, he's basically telling there again. He says, you, you know, put your sword back up. We're not fighting this battle. We're not fighting flesh and blood, but spiritual principalities and powers. He's about to tear the big, big guy down that was on this world because he's the bigger guy, you know. But... Uh, <clears throat> He's saying, am I not to drink the cup my father gave me? The, drop, the cup he gave him to drink was the fulfillment of those scriptures that the Messiah would come down mm -hmm. and teaching right from the first, uh, well, we can go deeper there. I won't go into that deep because it will be here forever. But, uh, you know, again and again and again, the scriptures throughout the Old Testament prophesying of the coming Messiah and every scripture was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Uh, so he had to drink this cup. That's what he was here for. They don't take his life. He's given it for us. Yes. The foreknowledge is amazing everywhere across the scripture, too, of what he had in Matthew 26. You'll see that as well. It says, again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. So mm -hmm. here he knew he knew he had to do this, right? This is the third time he went to him and the guest enemy, and he's he was literally sweating blood because he knew mm -hmm. how horrible it was going to be. Um, but uh, he kind of knew that he was going to drink this cup, and that cup was not easy to drink. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then we see Jesus going in front of uh, Ananias and Caiaphas. So go ahead and read this part, Gus. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And again, they thought they bound him. He just let him go ahead and take me. <laughs> First, they led him to Annas, where he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. 
probably stop there because when he said that he spoke of it he didn't i don't think he knew it or realized it but he was speaking from the, the spirit of the lord spoke through him he says it's expedient one man that should die for the people but uh he's probably thinking of the people there in that time but he's saying all the people before him and after when jesus came you know that were on the earth he died for all of us yes yes and you'll see uh, i think that was back on john 11 and when he said that nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people not that the whole nation should perish out of john 11 which we studied a, a few weeks or a few months back probably at this point in time and then you'll see I like how scripture kind of just confirms itself though like Luke did a great job you know the doctor who was really meticulous about saying who was in charge of what at what time during these times in Acts 4 6 it says with the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander all who were of the high priestly family so you see we talked about the brother-in-law there now here we are in Acts confirming this as well you'll see also in Matthew 26 you see and then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the place of the high priest whose name was Caiaphas. So just a lot of confirmation. And that's why God gave us four gospels, I believe, to give and plus Acts uh, in the gospel of Luke where there's so much information there um, about the who's governor, who's this. And then the archeology span comes back and proves that. It just allows us to have these four gospels of four different testimonies, right? Four different mm -hmm. um, witnesses, if you will. To, to exactly uh, the, 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 these events that actually did happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else on that? So let's go. Let's go to, to this denial here. Uh, Peter, Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since the disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside the door. So the other disciple who was known to the high priest, which is uh, probably, he always talks about the other disciple being uh, most likely John himself talking about that, right? Went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, you are also not one of the men's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. There's his first denial here. And now the servants and officers made a charcoal fire because it was cold and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them standing and warning, warming himself. Any thoughts on this uh, part, Gus? Oops, you're, you're muted again for some reason. <laughs> uh, do you have the scripture where Jesus actually prophesied this moment? to peter yeah when peter yeah. i'll go with you to the death and he says no, no. <laughs> yeah before so you deny me three times the cock will crow twice or whatever and and uh so it was prophesied there i don't have that scripture at yeah hand, the, the, this is this is the the last part of that john 13 38 which says jesus answered will you lay down your life for me truly truly i say to you the rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times right <laughs> Isn't how merciful Jesus is because he knew he's, yeah. he's in the end everywhere. He knew that Peter was going to fail him. Yeah. But he told him this beforehand so that when he actually failed him, it would build his faith that he is the Messiah, you know. So he's actually doing this whole process, as I see it, to build his faith through yeah. his word. You know? 
Because before that happened, he said, Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And then you see him denied him three times, <laughs> right? So, so sometimes our intentions are different than what our actions are, right? <laughs> We're put to the test. We may respond in a different way. Yes. It's easy to say things, but, you know, faith without works is dead. You got to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah some, some, some. Now, well, one thing that is interesting to me is just like, when it, obviously this is this story is told in, in I think all four gospels, right? Different parts of it, and uh, but like we, we we see him standing outside the door here in in Matthew 26. That's like confirmations. It just shows as you look at get four different witnesses, you get four different accounts of kind of what was going on. Now Peter was sitting outside the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him and said, "You were also with Jesus in Galilee." But he denied it before them, saying, "I do not know what you mean." Right? So, just uh, you can see how, as these we see multiple denials here happening and across all these scriptures, and you you see Jesus uh, also talking in verse 20 here. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet. So, the other the other uh, part of this is is talking about him warming himself mark 14 you know so we just looked at so we're in john we looked at matthew now we're looking at mark and peter had followed him in the distance right into the courtyard of the high priest and he was sitting with the guards and warming himself at the fire so you can see how consistent this is but with these different kind of viewpoints and they're emphasizing different things just like if you were a lawyer having multiple witnesses come up on stay stand you would get different perspectives that's the beautiful mm -hmm. having all four gospels mm -hmm. it actually makes it more uh, believable, more true, more, ev more evidential, I guess, if that's a word, because there's four different perspectives that match. Right. Hey, with that, let's just do a couple more songs and we'll come and finish up uh, maybe a couple more chapters. Real I mean, a couple more, uh, uh, cha yeah, I guess chapters. Yeah, probably the right word for that. But I want to just keep the flow going for this worship that we're having right now. And, uh, we're going to just get into the goodness of God. He gave us those four Gospels. He's so good, isn't he? <laughs> so am I, I think I'm going first this time. So the first verse that we, the lyric that we attach scripture to is, All my life you have been faithful, so, so good. I will sing of the goodness of God. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my savior. This is my God. I will praise and exalt him. Exodus 15, 2. Another lyric is, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. Lamentations 3, verse 22 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Mm, beautiful. And you see the third lyric is, You have led me through the fire in the darkest night, close as no other. I've known you as a father and a friend. Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Which is mercy. Yes, your goodness is running after me. And my life laid down. I surrender now. I give you everything. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, running over, for with the measure you measure back to you. Measure back to you, Luke, yes. 
from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
Wow. You love that one. Couple great songs. That was the, uh, what, was it? what were those two? Goodness of God. How great that, I suppose probably should have done one more. That was only one song. So let's just do one more real quick and then we'll come back and finish up the, the scriptures. This is resurrection power. You think you're on the white this time, right? <laughs> All right, sir. Verse is, now I have resurrection power living on the inside. Jesus, you have given us freedom. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. John 14, 12. And amen. It's just what we're talking about tonight with the Holy Spirit in the second Second verse is no longer bound by sin and darkness, living in the light of your goodness. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have, have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. Galatians 5.24 Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8.12 and third and final verse we're going to highlight here is your Holy Spirit lives in me and I have been redeemed the new has come yes in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit Ephesians 1.13 Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us that's Galatians 3.13. So this Holy Ooh. Spirit lives in us. We're redeemed. We're no longer bound by sin and darkness. We're living in the light of his goodness. Woo! Let's celebrate his resurrection power. You called me from the grave by me. You called me out of all my shame.
freedom. Yes. Love that song. He love that. So do I. Hey, Annette. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's said. No longer bound by sin and darkness. That's exactly what this is all about, right? Because <laughs> of what Jesus mm -hmm. did here in this passage, right? So that's what we're digging into now. Again, we're in John 18. And we're all the way down to, to verse 19. It says, The high priest then questioned Jesus about him, about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues in the temple where all Jews came together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. So obviously he's talking to the high priest uh, here. And mm -hmm. when, they, when he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand saying is that how you answer the high priest jesus answered him if what i said was wrong bear witness about the wrong but if what i said is right why do you strike me Ananias then sent him bound to caiaphas the high priest anything there gus that strikes strikes you uh well he did speak openly to the world that's basically what we're supposed to do when we come to him is share his gospel with the world don't keep it to ourselves uh and just a question to folks out there if people asked the question about us like me what would they say that i talk about or what i say would they say i'm talking about the gospel or am i living in the world or am i living in the world and in, in uh in the gospel in the kingdom of god you know but uh and I think, too, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. He's just asking Jesus, and really he should ask others to see what he said to know. He's just, you know, he's just playing with Jesus, and Jesus played right back, you mm -hmm. know. Wasn't going to let him push him around, I think. I don't think, you know. Uh, and like he said, if I've said something wrong, why are you striking me? They were bound by sin and darkness. Their emotions rose up in them. That's why they struck Jesus. But the man that was struck, Jesus, the God, <laughs> got struck. He didn't. He wasn't bound by sin and darkness. He didn't get upset. He didn't strike him back. He just said, hey, if I did wrong, tell me what I did wrong. Yeah, I just thought it was so interesting contrasting that response of confidence and authority um, even to the uh, to the high priest, right? Versus what Paul did when he uh, when when he had, was the same circumstance in Acts twenty three four. You'll see those who stood by said, "Would you revile God's high priest?" And Paul said, "Ooh, I did not know, brothers, that he was a high priest. For it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people.' Right? So here's here's a Here's this backtracking and trying to be humble and obeying the law because this, this is what Paul wanted to do, right? Paul uh, read the Bible and understood how you needed to honor the high priest. But now you got the, the, the Lord of the universe, the creator of the universe. He, he, he pretty much didn't, didn't come back. He, he basically just defended himself because he knows he had that authority, right? <laughs> Yeah, or maybe, do you think maybe Paul was saying that some of those people spoke evil about him? I didn't know he was a high priest. Was he saying you guys talked evil about him? Well, yeah, no, no. No. Pete, Pete, yeah, Peter, if you go back a little further, was basically smacking at the high priest. <laughs> ah. And then, you know, and so, 
but not the exact same circumstances, but a little bit similar. Um, I thought it was interesting also if you go back to like verse 20 where you talked about spoken openly to the world, right? You'll see that also in other parts of scripture like Matthew 26 where it says, At that hour Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber? Right? This is when they're basically trying to, to arrest him. With swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching and did you not seize me? So he's basically calling them out for being the cowards that they are, coming by night to arrest him, right? Because they didn't want to do it in front of the crowds that knew he right. was, you know. <laughs> and he did, it, he did it openly to the world, he says, right? And then he says in John 8, we re- talked about this uh, a few months ago, I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I have heard from him. Right, so he's clearly, clearly uh, talking about this uh, um, in a very open um, uh, to the world, and they come and rest him as cowards at night. <laughs> and likewise, you know, the Bible is the most read book in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still presented. He presents himself to the whole world. It's not a secret. No one's going to be able to stand before Jesus and say, I never heard about you. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to be able to see our thoughts. The Word of God knows our thoughts and the intents of our hearts. So, yeah. Yeah. He does know, does know that. And um, by the way, if you guys uh, on Rumble or on Backstage, if you type in uh, your comments, I will be able to uh, present them on the screen. That's kind of a new feature we have. It's awesome. There's Linda Jackson saying amen. So uh, go ahead and if you have any questions, post them now and we'll get to, we'll get to those at the end if there's any questions you have or any just uh, thoughts about what this reminds you of, scriptures it brings you to, etc. And we'll mm-hmm. go over one last paragraph before we play one more song and then wrap up. But this, do uh, you want to read this last paragraph, uh, Gus? Sure. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, "You also are not, you also are not one of his disciples, are you?" He denied it and said, "I am not." <laughs> one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, "Did I not see you in the garden with him?" And Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. <laughs> There's a fulfillment of what we were just talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, fulfillment that Jesus had prophesied that to him. He spoke it to him beforehand. And the whole purpose, therein is the whole purpose of God. He tells us something beforehand so that when it comes, you know it's God. He gives us that reassurance. That's why the whole, the Old Testament is the word of God concealed. And then you get the Dakota ring when Jesus went and died and went to heaven sit at the right hand we get the holy spirit which decodes the word now we can unlock the mysteries that were hidden in those words since the beginning they couldn't see this you can't see these revelations without the holy spirit you know so the old testament's the the word of god concealed the new testament is the word of god revealed 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 in truth right into our spirits opening up the holy of holies yeah no one can unless you just den- outright deny to look at it you cannot look at it and see it with a pure heart and have god not come to you and speak to you you know it's just 
I believe it's impossible. And he says this gospel is going to be preached all around the world. So everyone, I think, before they pass, they get the opportunity to hear it from someone. Mm -hmm. Somewhere. Because when they stand before him, he's, he's going to remind us of where someone might have talked to us or whatever if we didn't, I think. But hopefully everyone will turn to him even at their last breath. Yeah. Well, even Shall Romans be, Romans one twenty is called general revelation that talks about people are without excuse because you should know because of just the things that are made very creation itself um, we're without excuse of not knowing that there is a God yeah so there's a question and he came in. in the form of a man one of us flesh and blood he didn't come in the form of an angel or some other beast or something like that he came as one of us to be the high priest for us now we don't need this Caiaphas dude we got Jesus Christ, our high priest. Yeah. Uh, there is this last verse, um, John 13, we'll get into this as well, where Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. I'm sorry, that was this, this is what we were talking about earlier, right? So mm. there he is, um, telling Peter that right there after Peter said, I will die for you, right? But nope, we see right now. Um, Peter denied it for the third time, and at once the rooster crowed, right? So. Yes, yes, and then Peter, you remember in the end, he was the last one. He, he was wondering, you know, did he forgive me? And feeling bad because he did this, and and uh, Jesus had a memory. He said, feed my sheep. Do you love me? You know I do. Feed my sheep. He said it three times because he mm -hmm. denied him three times. <laughs> sin. You know, and then Peter, he said, feed my sheep. Think about it. If you feed his sheep, what are you going to feed his sheep? His word. My sheep hear my voice, will not listen to another. Uh, so just the process of feeding his sheep. His sheep are the people in the world. You know, we're all part of the body of Christ. Hopefully before we leave this place, we're going to, we're going to get in the boat. But uh, yeah, if we're feeding, we're sharing, we're doing what we're called to do. Talk about the the goodness of God, yeah. the gospel. Yeah, you may need to just be t be with God and understand what your calling is and how He wants you to feed those sheep. Right, be different for mm -hmm. each person because we're a different part of the body, and but we're all going to be feeding the sheep in a different way if we're really serving God. Um, Elizabeth has a question here or, or a statement. She says, "If Jesus misunderstood was misunderstood and not seen by many who He truly is." then we are too. By God's grace, our light will shine for others to see the goodness of God. People have a choice to receive Jesus. I pray people do. Anybody thoughts on that, Gus? If Jesus was misunderstood and not seen by many who he truly is, then we are too. Not sure exactly what that means, but <laughs> I think the point is... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a good statement. You got to write it in a different form because it is confusing if Jesus is not if he was misunderstood mm -hmm. why don't you bring Elizabeth on and have her explain it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no point out like that's, the last part that's, that's my bad Australian English mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, just saying that if Jesus was misunderstood then uh, and not seen by many for who he truly is then we can be misunderstood too that's what I oh, should have put mm -hmm. I got you out. As Christians, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good oh, point. yeah, yeah. We can be misunderstood as well. Yeah, exactly. I see where you're going now. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we really appreciate everyone being here on this Friday night uh, Word and Worship. We do this every Friday night, uh, starting at 5 p.m. CST and go to around 6.30 or so. And we're gonna play another song here in a second, but I don't know if, uh, before we do that, if you have, have any other thoughts backstage, I see Charlotte saying, uh, Amen, dear Elizabeth, to those who are perishing. Scripture says we are the smell of death. Don't remember where the verse is. Uh, to those who are perishing, Scripture says we are the smell of death. That's interesting. I know that um, there's a lot of Scripture, though, that talks about um, him not wanting anybody to perish, right? So as well, in, in Peter, I think it's in Peter uh, where you have that. Yeah, he's not willing to perish, but also come to the knowledge of who right. he is. But but yeah. I know 1 Corinthians one eighteen is one of my memory verses that talks about um, um, the 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 message of the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. Okay? Yes. And, it, and to those uh, who are being saved, it is the power of God, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think if you come to God, you're, you're afraid in your carnal mind, your carnal self, you're afraid that you're going to miss out or lose something. Like, you're not going to have a fulfilled life. But he came that we might have life and life more abundant, you know, and, and you can't see. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Until you come to him, you, once you come to him and see, I don't think anybody that comes to him looks back and says, oh, I wish I would have stayed where I was because it just, your life does come more abundant, more peaceful. Uh, you know, encourage yeah. everybody. Yeah. Face him He's good. No, no question about that. And so I did want to remind everybody um, I'm going to go to this other view here for a second. Um, go to this Brave. Um, that we have this new app that we just um, released. And there's a QR code right there. You can just take a picture with your phone there or just hold your camera up to it and it'll bring you to the link to here. We can download the new B2T Ministries app. We also, those of you who haven't um, downloaded the Neighborhood Social app, uh, but we have both of these, whether you have an Apple or Google device. Um, but this new app, um, I'm really excited about it because it allows you to get to, for instance, just Gus's teachings you'll see, or, or that has a clips of Gus teaching, it has clips of me teaching, it has um, what we're doing with the, what we call shorts or reels. You can get to just those those on YouTube, plus, a, plus you can link to what we're doing on TikTok now and all these other platforms. And so, um, plus just get to every single thing within the Kajabi platform, the neighborhood platform uh, on our website. All this, these uh, 20, 30 things that we have going on in the ministry, all at the fingertip of your touch in one location. You're gonna love it. If you, uh, if you just download that at, at again, the, the link down below in the video or use that QR code, we'll get you to this um, site to be able to download those apps. I uh, really enjoy that. There is a way to share this app on the links, but, but I'm using a company called Tithely. That's a great company that's created this. It's a blessing. But I'd rather have you use this because then um, you guys can rate this specific app, our specific app, not Tithely's app, if that makes sense. So use these links. Use these links and, and uh, share this link um, that I'm, that I, that's down below in the video um, or the QR code um, would be the best way to, to make sure everybody gets the right app. Um, that will be the one where you can rate the actual B2T app. We've put a lot of effort into this 
and it's been two, three months running, and uh, I think you guys will really enjoy the new app. Um, again, at uh, the link down below or that QR code right there. I think it's blessedteach.com slash apps as well, right? blessedteach.com slash apps. So I guess there's three ways you can get to it. <laughs> uh, hey, with that, we're gonna uh, play one more song, just come for some, some last thoughts. And so we, we did Resurrection Power. Now we're gonna do another classic. I think I'm in the on the white this time, if I remember right. I think so. Is that <clears throat> right? Amazing, I think so. Yeah, Amazing Grace. I once was lost, a wrench blind, now found, and I see. You were dead in trespasses, sins, which you once walked. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2, verse 8. Uh, we have seen his glory, glory as his only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, verse 14b. Second lyric here is the hour I first believed, by grace my fears relieved. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me out of all my fears. Psalms 34, verse 4. Third lyric is God my Savior ransomed me. Been set free and like a flood, his mercy reigns with an unending love. First Peter 1, 18 and 19 is knowing that you were ransomed from your futile ways with the precious blood of Christ. And we have the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. That's Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. You see here, his word my hope secures. He will be my shield as long as life endures. He promised good to me. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. The shield to those who take refuge in him. Amen. The word of God is true. Everything else is a lie.
Hope you enjoyed tonight. It uh, is uh, we went through that hour and a half pretty quickly. Uh, I guess I'll just give you the last word. Um, well, what did we learn tonight? That Jesus laid down His life for us. They didn't take it; He gave it for us. That Jesus came from heaven to earth. He, God put on flesh like we do, like we would a suit, and and came down showing us who he was because Jesus said when you see me you see the father so he's a picture and image the very image of, of the father um, that power that's in the I am in the Old Testament he spoke to prophets specific people to speak to the people the certain ones and when he and they prophesied of his coming and his fulfillment of dying on the cross being buried, being risen from the dead, and ascending to the right hand of the Father. And now that he has done that, he has sent that same spirit that spoke to those prophets of old, now is available to all of us, so he can speak to any one of us, and through us, if we humble ourselves. And your motives are right. It's to serve his body. We're supposed to be Christ to the body, and we're supposed to we're supposed to be Christ to the bride, and we're supposed to be the bride to Christ, more or less. We're supposed to serve each other, serve God, and serve man. If we want to tangibly do that, we love on people. If you want to love God, love on people. 
And uh, anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you so much, Gus. It's such a privilege. I was going to say a quick prayer as we wrap up here. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the beautiful mind of Gus digging into the scripture so detail. Thank you for the backstagers and worshiping with us to this uh, uh, beautiful music videos. Thank you for the videographer and the net and the other volunteers uh, pulling all the verses that link to the scriptures. Lord, what a, what a blessing. And I just pray for a blessing on everyone um, that's listening to my voice right now, Lord, that they will just be able to just worship him in spirit and truth and we'll be able to get closer to the Lord God Almighty as we learn more every Friday night in the book of John. Uh, Lord, thank you for the scripture you give us. It's so powerful. And we say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, join us uh, next Friday. Also, Sunday, we'll be doing the same thing at 10 a.m. where we're going over the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. God bless y'all. Everyone backstage would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Good bless. God bless all. Love you, love. Have a nice, have a nice weekend. You too. You too. Hey guys, be blessed. Be blessed. Terry, how was how was nice over here on your side of Chicago's ring over here in that? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. But it's, all the snow is melted, though. Hallelujah. Yeah.